We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to church one more time. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I hope your week went great. I'm telling you, this coming week, it will be greater for you in the name of Jesus. It's always nice for us to come together and fellowship. And I want to thank you for being in service today. The Lord bless you. You know, it's always nice to invest in your spiritual development. I'm telling you, it's always great. It's a great thing for you to constantly invest in your spiritual development. It's a great skill to have. It's a great resource for you. Hallelujah. Welcome. Now, listen, if it's your first time of being in church today, I want to thank you for being my guest. All right. And uh, Pastor Bola and I would love to host you tonight, 7 p.m. GMT. If you go and register at gatewaychapel.org.uk forward slash VIP, because that's what you are, my friend. You are a very important person, and we cherish you. We love you. And thank you for choosing to worship with us today. The Lord bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice today. Lord, I ask, oh God, that today be the day of visitation in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I bless your holy name. Today will be a great turnaround for somebody here under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' mighty name I pray and you say amen. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to continue in my sermon series, what I have tagged, how to release your faith. How to release your faith. And I want you to go and listen to the part one of this message, which is on our platform right here. So go listen to the part one as well after the first after this service, if you if you missed out on last week. How to release your faith? Listen, the faith in your heart and the faith in your head will amount to nothing if you do not release it. All right, it is the release of your faith that pleases God. It is the release of your faith that makes things happen for you, not the faith that you have in your head or the faith that you read in a book or the faith that you know. It's the faith that you release right now that will make things happen for you. And so last week, we started looking at, uh, we looked at the meaning of faith. We looked at five reasons why you need faith and five reasons why you need to release your faith. And then today we are going to continue, all right? Praise the Lord. Now, we'll look at our text for, the, for this uh, message. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 to 10. It says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Hallelujah. God has prepared great things for you because you love the Lord. Verse 10 says, But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. God has revealed them to us not through our natural senses, not through our five senses, but, by, but through his spirit. It says, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. 
For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, you have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know. If that's your Bible, mark that. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for those who love him. But listen very carefully. It says that we, we have them by our spirit, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So it's also possible for you not to know the things that have been freely given to you by God if you dwell in the natural realm. Now turn with me. So Isaiah 54, we look at our supporting text, verses 1 to 3. It says, sing, O barren, right? Sing, O barren. It doesn't make sense, but it says, sing, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He said, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. He says, I, he says sing, O barren woman. You, have not, you who is believing God for a child. I know you see here, again, God is saying that this woman who has not born a child, who, has not give, who, has, who is believing God for a child, should break out singing. Should break out singing. And I said last week, it doesn't make sense to do that. It doesn't make sense to do that. It doesn't make sense for you to embark on a redecoration program where you are believing God for a, believing God for a child. It doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. But you see, but again, I said it, 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 it may sound ridiculous. When, when, when you start decorating and buying baby things and uh, preparing to be preparing for motherhood when you don't have a child. And, and when you start operating at that level of faith, now people may look at you and say, well, my goodness, what realm do you live in? Right? You're not behaving your reality. And so, but what is reality, my friend? And this is what I like in the school of faith. What is reality? What is reality? The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Listen very carefully. Now, God must be operating on a different kind of reality by asking that woman to go on a redecoration program knowing fully well that she has no children. Praise God. You know, you need to see into the realm of the spirit. Because the Bible says that they have been, they, they have, they have been revealed by, to our spirit. Yes, the spirit searches all things. So my friend, you need to see into the realm of the spirit to understand, to receive the things that have been give, freely given to you by God. It's obvious that those children, her children are there, but in the spirit. Mm. It's obvious that your finances are there, but it's in the spirit. The future of that marriage is bright, but it's in the spirit. The future of that child is bright, but it's in the spirit. 
He said we need to tap and see into the realm of the spirit to receive the things that have been freely given to us by God. I'm telling you this, my friend. What you see is not all there is. What you see is not all there is. Oh, praise God. Listen, I see someone that is sound of my voice. You have just received the negative news. I am telling you, if you see into the realm of the spirit, what God has loaded up for you, you will be dancing. And that is you today, right now. I want you to jump up where you are and start dancing because that negative news will turn positive in the name of Jesus. I send someone here under the sound of my voice. You have been dealing darling. Should I propose? Should I not propose? Because you are worried about wedding bills. I have great news for you. That wedding bill has already been written off. Go and propose right now. The Lord bless you as you do. In Jesus' mighty name. And that's you. Get in touch with me. I want to celebrate with you. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Listen, my friend. You must see. You must see. I see someone healed. I see someone get pregnant right now. I see someone buy their, buy, buy their first home. I see, I see. I see someone's application approved. I see. My friend, you have to see. You have to see. Because what you see naturally is not all there is. I command the eyes of your understanding to be open tonight. Right now, this service, I command the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. I pray that the light of the word of God should flood your spirit, man. Touch your eyes and touch your ears and touch your mind in the name of Jesus. What you see naturally is not all there is. 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. We look at verse 41. The Bible says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink. For there is the sound of abundance of rain. Verse 42 says, So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, Go up now. Look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, go again, go again. Verse 44, then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Hallelujah. The cloud was loaded with rain. But the servant did not see it. The cloud was loaded with rain, but the servant couldn't see it. It was there. Your jobs are there. Your opportunities are there. Your future spouse is there. Your children, they are there. They are loaded in your cloud. He couldn't see what was loaded in his cloud. So he came back and declared his natural reality. The prophet asked him, did you see the cloud? He said, no. 
I did not see anything. And the prophet sent him back. Came back again. Did you see anything? No. He said, go back. Did you see anything? No. Go back. Seven times. Oh. Seven times. The prophet sent him back. Seven times. Thank, thank God for spiritual mentors. Thank God for spiritual mentors. He sent him back seven times because they... The prophet refused to accept his natural limitation. He refused to accept the natural limitation of his servant. Listen very carefully. I refuse to accept your natural limitation. I refuse. I vehemently refused, refused to accept the limitation of sickness. I refuse the limitation of depression. I refuse your limitation of poverty. I refuse what your doctor said about you. I refuse what your lawyer says about you. I say, go back and see. Your jobs are there. Your career is there. Your great marriage is there. Your healthy children are there. Go back and see. Go back. I send you back prophetically to see what is loaded in your atmosphere. I send you back today prophetically to go back Go back and reopen that case. Go back and try again. Go back and look again and see what is loaded in your spirit. You can't afford to live in the natural realm alone. You can't. You've got to see spiritually. You've got to see spiritually. Now, let us look at the limitation of the, our, our, our natural, natural plane. Verse 9 says, but it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Now, look at, so, you, so it means that you cannot live by what you see alone. What you see can be limiting. What you see is not all there is. Now, let's talk about colors. There are invisible colors, according to science. There are invisible colors. In fact, according to life science, they say, listen to this, they say, they say, uh, um, uh, they, they ask what are invisible colors. Listen to this. They say that's because even though those colors exist, you've probably never seen them. Red, green, and yellow, blue are the so-called forbidden colors. Forbidden colors are the colors that are there but your natural eyes cannot see them. Can you imagine that? Limitation of your eyes, limitation of sight. There are colors that your natural eyes cannot see, even though they are there. They said the limitation results from the way we perceive color in the first place. Right? Cells in the retina called opponent neutrons fire, fire when simulated by incoming red light. Right? And this flurry of activity tells the brain we are looking at something red. Those same opponent neutrons are inhibited, inhibited by green light. And the absence of activity tells the brain that we are seeing green. Can you imagine that? Similarly, yellow light excites another set of opponent neutrons. But blue light damps them. 
While most colors induce a mixture of effects in both sets of neutrons, which, which tells our brain to decode whatever components that we see. Can you imagine that? Red light exactly cancels the effect of green light, and yellow exactly cancels blue. So we can never perceive those colors coming from the same place. This is science. This is what science is saying about your eyes. That all you see is not all there is. All the colors you see is not all there is. Now, you are now asking me to put my destiny and trust my entire dream and aspiration in life on what I see alone. When science is even telling me that there are colors that I cannot see. Do you understand? All you see is not all there is. And it is proven by science even in colors. There are colors that cancel themselves out that you can never see them naturally. So your eyes are limited. Ha. So your, past, your perceived limitation can be a mirage. There are colorful resources my natural eyes cannot see. So that's limitation of the eyes, limitation of vision. Now let's look at the limitation of the ears. It says, eyes has not seen, nor ear heard. Nor ear heard. Nor has, or nor have entered into the heart of man. My friend, welcome to the school of faith. <laughs> limitation of the ears. This is limitation of information. Dogs, now listen to this, dogs can hear things that human ears cannot hear. So the fact that you cannot hear it does not mean the sound is not there. The fact that you can't hear it doesn't mean the sound is not there. Natural ears. The fact that you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Now, listen to this. Dogs can hear things that human ears cannot hear. Okay? This is from, uh, from, <laughs> from, from a resource. We all know that dogs have a keen sense of hearing and hear better than we do. Dogs hear nearly twice as many frequencies as humans. They can also hear sounds four times further away. So what humans, what humans hear, right, what, what human ears can hear from 20 feet away a dog can hear it 80 feet away. So unless you are a dog, you have limitation of the ears. There are certain frequencies your natural ears can never pick up. In fact, it gets worse as you get older. And that's why you find when you, are, when you were younger, you were probably braver. You were probably braver than you are now. You were, probably, you were probably daring. Based on the information you can receive at that age, you were able to do more things. But here you are now. You've grown older, right? You can, you can only hear at a certain range. <laughs> oh, may God open your ears in the spirit. May God open your eyes. 
What you see is not all there is. What you hear is not all there is. But in the spirit, we can see like eagles and hear further than dogs. In the spirit. There is no limitation in the spirit. In the spirit, we can see further than eagles and hear further than dogs. Please come with me on a, on a faith adventure. Come with me on a faith adventure. <laughs> I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of greatness. I hear the sound of joy. Out of the ruins of the pandemic will come a resurrection, a resurrection of greatness. Out of the setback of the pandemic will come a stepping up of your destiny. I feel sorry for people who hear, who see and hear only on natural planes. I feel sorry for them. That's why you can't tithe, you cannot tithe, because all you see is financial limitation. You cannot give. You cannot pursue your dreams. You cannot pursue your aspirations. You are not daring. You can't go for opportunities. You can never seize the moment. Because by the time you hear, it's already late. And why people who observe, who, who, who live on the natural realm, why, while, while they are busy counting the pennies and busy, busy waiting for the right climate and the right... People, while you see nothing, the others see abundance. While you see limitations, others see possibilities. While you see casting down, they see lifting up. Those who, those who know how to hear in the spirit, they see lifting up. It's a whole different league entirely. When you, when you see what God is saying and when you receive what has been deposited in your spirit, it's a different league entirely. A different level of existence. Now let's look at the third limitation. We have looked at the limitation of the eyes, the limitation of the ears. Now let us look at the limitation of the mind. Eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. It talks about the limitation of imagination. Our natural imagination is limited to what we have seen before. Our natural imagination is limited to what we have seen before. It's extremely difficult, extremely difficult to imagine what you have not seen before. Why? Because there's no reference point. What is the reference point? I remember many years ago, I traveled out of the country. I was asking my, my pastor, I said, I said um, how, how do you catch vision? He looked at me and I said, where are we? So I told him, I said, we're, we're in the U.S., we're in the conference, we're, you know. He asked me one question I will never forget. 
He said, can anybody tell you right now that this place does not exist? I said, no. He said, why? I said, because I'm here. He said, exactly. He said, so when you get back to your station, when you get back to the country, get back to your country, nobody can tell you that what you have seen does not exist. So it's called the principle of the reference point. So it would have been difficult for Adam to imagine a woman. So God had to put him to sleep and deposit it in his spirit. It would have been extremely difficult for Noah to imagine the ark. God had to deposit it in their spirit by the power of revelation. It would have been extremely difficult for them to build the first tabernacle. God had to deposit it in the, in the, in the heart of Moses. So there are certain things in your life, there are certain things in your future that your mind cannot receive. There are certain things in your future that your mind cannot begin to receive or your tongue articulate. So those things, God has to deposit them in your spirit. Bypass the limitation of your mind and deposit them in your spirit. How does a slave in Egypt become a prime minister? How does a traffic warden become a six-figure income earner? Yours truly. How? How? How does someone who arrives to a country with 50 pounds in his pocket build a six-figure income consulting practice in less than three years? How? If you had told me when I came through the, through, through the gates of Heathrow that oh, I, there's no way my natural mind would have received it. But God, by revelation, deposited some things in my spirit that were activated by a simple message like this in our local church. That's why you need the spirit of faith, my brother, my sister, because faith is something God says is true. Our natural senses are limiting, so we need to switch to faith. Our natural senses are limiting, so we need to switch to faith. There are things God needs to deposit in your spirit, and there are things you need to receive by the spirit because your natural mind is limiting. What you think is not all there is. What you see is not all there is. What you hear is not all there is. So eyes have not seen, nor ears heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man because they can't conceive it. But they have been deposited in our spirit. Deposited in our spirit. Praise God. Now let's look at some case uh, studies. David is one case study. 
David was a small, was small, but he hung out with a great God that made him great. Why? Because he released his faith. How does a shepherd boy become a king in Israel? Not the firstborn, not the secondborn, not the thirdborn, was even born outside wedlock. But he released his faith. And God says about him, David, a man after my heart. How about Gideon? Gideon was a wheat treasure. And then God turned him into a national deliverer. A national deliverer. I mean, what did Gideon say? My tribe is the smallest, and I am the least. And in his conversation with the angel, he said, oh, all the things we hear in our history books, are they true? Can God truly deliver? And the Bible says, the angel told him, go in this strength of yours. I said, what strength? But he released his faith. About Hannah, from being barren to best the greatest prophet in the nation. And you know the Hannah's prayer. And the Bible says the prophet told her, go, this same time next year, you will return with a child. And she released her faith. The child was there in the spirit. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. There's no way she could, have, she could possibly conceive birthing the greatest prophet in the land. But she released her faith. How about Noah? Noah was an ordinary man. He built a saving ark because he released his faith. And the dimensions of that, of that, of that ark was deposited in his spirit. Praise the Lord. How about Moses? How about Moses? So let me quickly leave you with seven things to make you grow your faith. Seven things to make you grow your faith. Number one, feed your faith through the word of God. Feed your faith through the word. Feed your faith. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Praise the Lord. I love the message Bible on this verse. It says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Hallelujah. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So feed your faith. Feed your faith. Seven things to make your faith grow. Number one, feed it. Number two, exercise your faith. How do we do that? By taking action. Take action. Take action. Right? So let me quickly give you a few tips on, on how to exercise your faith. First, what you do in life will be a reflection of what you have learned. What you do in life 
is a reflection of what you have learned. John 8.38 says, I tell, I tell you the things which I have seen and learned of my father's side. And your actions also reflect that you have heard and learned from your father. So our action is based on what we have learned in life. So we learn to exercise your faith by taking action on what you know. Secondly, our great desire should be for our, for our action to be based on his instruction. Let your action be based on God said, not your emotions. Psalm 119 verse 5 says, Oh, that my actions will consistently reflect your decrees. Let your action be based on God said. I've given you tips here now on how to exercise your faith. Yeah? So let your action. So number one, make sure that your actions are based on what you have learned and make sure your actions are consistent with the word of God. Number three, faith must be an action or it will always be inactive. So make sure you do something. Do something. James 2.17 says, So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds, and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself it is destitute of power. James 2.17 amplified. Right? So faith must be um, an action. If not, it will remain inactive. The fourth advice on exercise is make it a team effort. Still on works. Faith and works, they go together. Faith and works goes together. James 2.22. It says, you see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. James 2.22. New Living Translation. You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. So how you exercise your faith? Let faith and action work together. Let it be based on God's instruction. And let it be based on the word of God. Praise the Lord. Number five, you will be rewarded for the actions that you take. So, tips to exercising your faith, you will be rewarded for the action that you take, not what you know. Proverbs 24, 12 says, don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know, for God understands all hearts and he sees you. you he who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. New Living Translation, Proverbs 24, verse 12. Number six, our commitment to, give to bring glory and honor to his name is enough reason for you to exercise your faith. All right? Now let's continue. All right? Seven ways to grow your faith. Number three, speak to your faith. Speak to your faith to make it grow. Second Corinthians 4.13, the Good News Translation says, the scripture says, I spoke because I believed. In the same spirit of faith, we also speak because we believe. When you believe, you speak. So speak to your faith and speak your faith. Speak to your faith and speak your faith to make it grow. Praise the Lord. Romans 4.17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Praise the Lord. So speak to your faith and speak to yourself about your faith. Your boldness in your faith will open doors for you. Praise the Lord. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. For those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in their faith which is in 
Christ. So your boldness in your faith will open doors of opportunities for you. Number four, free your faith. Free your faith from negativity. Free your faith from doubt. Faith and doubt do not coexist. James 1 verse 6. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So when doubt, when doubt lifts your life, faith comes in. When doubt lifts your life, you are presented with boundless possibilities, unlimited possibilities. Praise the Lord. So make sure that you get rid of, free your faith from negativity, free your faith from doubt. All right? Matthew 21, 21 says, So Jesus answered and said to them, As shortly as I said to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and it will be done. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And lastly, I want you to believe the impossible is possible. Believe that the impossible is possible. Hebrews, 6, Hebrews 11, 6, For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that seek, that diligently seek him. Praise the Lord. So make sure, number five, make sure you believe in, make sure you believe that things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Number six, make sure you share your faith with others. Share your faith with others. Make sure you keep the right company so that you can share your faith. And Philemon, Philemon verse one, Philemon verse six, that's one verse six. As you share the faith you have in common with others, I pray that you may come to have a complete knowledge of every blessing we have in Christ. So as you share your faith with others, tell, tell you what happens, you begin to come into understanding of all the other blessings that's available for you in the realm of the spirit. First Chronicles 16, 8 says, Give thanks unto God, call upon his name, make known his deeds among his people. Praise the Lord. And the last but not the least, discuss your faith. Frequently, discuss your faith with people and discuss your faith with God. Second Timothy 3, 16 to 17. It says, All scriptures is given for inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished in all good works. So make sure you discuss your faith, discuss with people, discuss your faith with God. Praise the Lord. I hope this helps. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. Lord, I ask, oh God, today, that the eyes of everyone under the sound of my voice be open, that their ears be open, that their mind be open in the name of Jesus. Let them see the things that have been freely given, freely given to us. Let them see the deposits of ideas, finances, increase, prosperity, health that has been loaded up in the spirit just for them in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.